Do you believe that this morning? Yeah? Psalm 34 says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Psalm 145 says, God is good and never failing in compassion. And Psalm 52 says that the goodness of the Lord will never fail. Do you believe it? Can I hear a solid amen on that? Amen. Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do right now. We're going to pray to our good God. We're going to talk to him. I'm going to give you a chance to do that. Would you bow your head with me right now and let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you that you're a good, good father who loves us immensely, that your love never fails. God, I want to thank you that in this room right now, there's not a person you don't love, that our sin doesn't carry us beyond your grace, that your death and resurrection is still powerful in our lives. Today, Lord, we're open to receive whatever you have for us. We pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Hey, before you're seated, would you turn around and say hi to the folks around you? Let them know you're glad to see them. Well, you are in for a treat today, that is for sure. You're in for a treat. We're actually in the middle of a message series called Shadows. We're actually looking at spiritual warfare, and today I'm going to give you the first part of a message in an untraditional kind of way, where we're going to deal with one of the shadows that I think shows up in people's lives all the time. It's a, a shadow that brings fear. It's a shadow that can result in greed. Ultimately, it's a shadow that will rob you of blessing. And rather than today me just preaching, I thought we would talk about the testimony side of things. And in a couple weeks, I'll give part two to this message, all right? So you saw there's some folks with me on the stage. I'm going to introduce them to you. Uh, first of all, there's Pastor Will sitting right here. Pastor Will is our worship pastor. He also leads outreach ministry. That's why he's up here today, because you're going to get an opportunity to hear some of the amazing things that God's been doing because of your faithfulness and generosity, but not just yours the faithfulness and generosity of the folks that are up here. So Kevin, who is uh, talking while I'm talking, and it's totally okay, he's translating. I'm trying not to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> he's translating. Kevin and his wife, Tani. Tani, would you just wave, stand up, do something really big? Like right now? Yeah. Kevin and Tani lead a ministry called Ancient Paths. They are the missionaries that live in the United States but make the ministry in Cuba happen. Uh, the way things happen because of the Cuban government and all that stuff, it's important to have somebody on the ground here who can make the ministry happen. And last year, we supported Kevin and Tani in the ministry they did in the most profound ways. But what's really cool on the stage right now is um, Jose and Jan. Pero lo mejor, si dice que lo mejor en este momento es Yeah, oh, there you go. All right. Jose and Yami. Yeah. Jose and Yami, they lead an incredible ministry Jose in Cuba. God has blessed their church, their faithfulness. On the stage, you have an example of people who have been faithful in small things, and God has done great things in them. When we talk about shadows, one of the things you have to keep in mind is, is that there will always be an opportunity for you to be unfaithful in the small things. But if you're faithful in small things, God will elevate your life and bring blessing to you. That's what you're going to hear right here in their lines. So guys, welcome to the stage. Would you four corners help me welcome them just a round of applause we're glad you're here take it away hey we're so glad that you're with us we believe there's no better place to be on a sunday morning than right here right this place today is extra special but before we begin we kind of want to do a little gift giving from our church 
to Pastor Jose and Yami. So I got three things, Kevin, uh -huh. that I want to give to you. Tenemos algunos regalos para ellos de nuestra iglesia. Our new T-shirt. I'm excited to see uh, Pastor Jose wearing that, that scarf. That could be pretty cool. Ah, uh, see, sí, see. Sí. <laughs> you got to be color. I don't know. That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, quizás esto. And we also have two Bibles leather bound for them. Um, it's in English, but... Uh, ¿Y alguna Biblia? En inglés, hay que aprender. So, hey, we're so excited to welcome both of you. Entonces, estamos muy emocionados de la bienvenida a ustedes y quieren también. So we're going to kind of kick it off, Ben, and uh, yeah. let's start. Well, before we uh, do a whole lot of chatting with uh, Pastor Jose and Yami, um, I think you need to meet Kevin. Some of you have met him before. So, Kevin, um, tell everybody a little bit about how it is you connected with Jose and Yami in the work in Cuba. Don't take forever. I was going to say I'm looking at the clock. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's, let's give you the short version, okay? The short version of this is that um, 12 years ago, Julian Mark. Uh, just about 12 years ago, um, for the first time, I went to Cuba with a friend thinking that my life would not change. I'd be there for a week and come home, and that was it. And I went to Cuba 12 years ago, November 2006, and God showed me something miraculous that I actually had a brother, like real brother, to be explained later, sitting there waiting for me to know him in Cuba. And from the very first moment that we were together, there was no choice but that we were going to be in ministry together, and now we still are. It's really awesome how God has used you, your wife, Tani, awesome your family. How many times have you been to Cuba in the last few years? Um, I have made 24 trips to Cuba in the last 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And most recently, you went to Cuba with our folks. Yeah, yeah. And most recently, I went to Cuba uh, with a group of nine amazing people from Four Corners. Woo! Yeah, yeah. we're really happy about that. Dile algo del grupo de Four Corners. God has blessed us greatly to be here. And when I came to know the people that visited with us in September from Four Corners, they are just beautiful people. They are full of the Lord. God knew that they were going to be sent out to a place that's just like that, beautiful and full of the Lord. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and jump straight into the work and the ministry that's uh -huh. happening. But what we know in our church is that usually before God does a profound work, he calls a person. Uh -huh. I mean, God works through people, sí. right? Dios llama a personas. Yeah, and so what I thought we could do is just share a little bit about the testimony of how Pastor Jose and Yami found the Lord, how the Lord found them uh -huh. and began to call them into ministry. So sí. would you just take over this part and, and help us get some of that testimony oh, out, of, out of Pastor Jose and then Yami? Give her a preacher a microphone so I'm going to take over your stage. <laughs> love you, man. Okay. Entonces, uh, explica a la gente esta mañana uh, alguno de, de tu testimonio. Bueno. I was a young woman when I came to know the Lord. I grew up in a, uh, a family in, in, Christ, in, in Cuba where we didn't know the Lord. There. And so when I was an adolescent, the uh, preacher of the gospel came to Cuba. 
and, and through that woman I became to know Christ. Bien joven experimenté que realmente Dios había resucitado, está vivo. I was about 15, 16 years old when I really experienced the fact that the Lord has been raised from the grave and God is alive. Y que gracias al sacrificio en la cruz hoy yo puedo ser templo de su espíritu. And so because of his sacrifice for me on the cross today, I can be a temple of his Holy Spirit. Es bueno que los jóvenes sepan esto. It's, it's, it's a good thing for young people to know. No importa la edad que tengas. It doesn't matter what age you are. Dios quiere encontrarse contigo. God wants to be with you. Tú puedes conocer a Jesús. You can know the Lord. Y tener experiencias maravillosas con Él. Yeah, and, and God can give you great experiences him. Solo Jesús puede llenar el vacío and so he, he wants to find the way into your heart because we were born for this we were born for a deep rich relationship with the Lord and God can do that in you you should come to know the Lord yeah I have come to know him really know him and so many people in that time tried to dissuade me from this. And they said, I must have been out of my mind. My experience of God as a young person was real and deep. And it was something that no one and nothing could steal from me. Because God had really revealed himself to me. Uh, and I felt at that time as a teenager a very special calling from the Lord that everyone would be able to live and experience God's presence that they would know God's wonders I really didn't have much to help me out I, I didn't know how to talk all I, all I knew was I could go out and say to the world all I knew was I could go out and shout the, that God was real that he loves us and that he has huge things for us and he called me when I was young and he sent me out to other places uh, to speak of him. And I started to feel this great compassion in my heart for, for souls that were being lost. And so God sent me out to places where no one had heard the good news. La necesidad de ir a esos lugares. And, and I felt it necessary. My heart just started telling me it was necessary to go there. And so I went there. He said, y fui. Con la bendición de mis pastores fui. And so with the blessing of my pastors, I went. Y recuerdo que en mi primer lugar donde evangelicé, llegué a ese lugar sin saber siquiera predicar, sin saber teología, homilética, nada de eso. And so the first place I went, I didn't know anything. I didn't know how to talk, I didn't know how to preach, I didn't have any homiletics, I had nothing. Pero sí sabía algo. But I knew something. Lo que yo estaba sintiendo, I knew that what I had been feeling, viviendo, I knew that what I had been living, era real. I knew it was real. Dios es real. God is real. Y el mundo necesita saber eso. And the world needs to know that Jesús God is real. Vive. Jesus lives. Y él quiere que tú y yo tengamos vida en él. And he wants us to have life in him. Él vino a desplazar el imperio de la muerte. He came to, 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 to bring us out from the dead. Y darnos vida en abundancia. And he wants us to live in abundance. Y comencé a tocar puerta por puerta. And so I went around knocking on everybody's door. Y decirle a todos cuán bueno ha sido Dios conmigo. And, and I went to tell everybody how great God had been to me. Y sé que solo es la gloria para él. And, and I said, you know, listen, all this glory is for the Lord. Porque aquellas personas escucharon 
Because for whatever reason, some people started listening to this teenage girl knocking on their door. And in six months, I had a congregation gathered of more than a hundred people. And, and all of a sudden, I was their pastor. What am I going to do? Right? I just, I got on my knees. And I kept saying to God, uh, please do something. Tell me, tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. And, and every day the Holy Spirit gave me a word. And these, these lives of these people started to know the light of Christ. The, the truth of the Lord. The, the truth of the Lord began to arrive in their hearts. Salvation came to them through the sacrifice of Christ in the cross. Uh, after this, I came to know this very handsome man. Gracias, gracias. Okay. Nos conocimos estudiando, tuvimos la oportunidad después de unos años de estudiar algo de teología. After a few years of working, I got the opportunity to do some theological study, and that's where I met Jose. Y ahí comenzamos una amistad. And so we started out as with a friend. Y usted sabe, nos enamoramos, esas cosas que pasan. Then we started a friendship. We're just friends. We're just <laughs> love. Y Dios nos unió. And God brought us together. He brought us together with a purpose. I mean, we really, both of us, felt the same calling. We'd had the same kind of experiences with God. The, the need to go out and take the word of the good news to people. We were both very young. We took hands together and we started together to depend completely on the Holy Spirit so that we could be instruments in the work of the Spirit. And we don't know how but God really put things in order so that, that in every place uh, everything was put in its place. He's the head Pero Dios nos ha unido en but God brought us together with a purpose. Ambos con la misma Both of us walking together with the same vision. Ambos Both of us together. Mujer, because the wife, Dios te quiere, the wives, uh -huh, the Lord loves you as you love your husband. And for the husband, and God calls you to love your wife. When you're together as a, as a couple, God has a, pro, a purpose for you. We're not here by accident, people. He didn't call you by accident. You're not an accident. There's purpose from God for your life. All you have to do is find it. And, and if, in your marriage, I, there is purpose in your marriage. There is purpose in the work of God in your marriage. Together. Together we are stronger. Amen. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, now you know Yami. That's awesome. 
Hey, Jose has uh, as well an amazing um, testimony of. Y Pastor Jose también tiene un testimonio asombroso. Yeah, uh, uh, no hay tiempo, pero and, tiene. And, and but specifically, um, I'd love for him to talk a little bit about the challenges of growing up and not being able to go to school and what he had to do instead. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in tu juventud, uh, ¿cuál eran los retos para usted? Uh, uh, Creciendo como un cristiano. En nuestra juventud fue difícil. In our youth it was difficult. Producto a que vivíamos tiempos difíciles para los cristianos en Cuba. We were living in those days in times that were difficult for, for Christians in Cuba. Después de en Cuba, comenzó un periodo de, de persecución, periodo difícil para la iglesia. We had grown up in a time of persecution. It was difficult for the church. Y crecer en Cuba siendo un joven cristiano era muy and in my youth, it was a very, very difficult time to grow up as a, a Christian youth. Um, many of us were offered the opportunity to study at the universities if we would negate our faith in Christ. But... Yeah. But we're grateful because many of us were able to make the right choice and follow Christ. Mm. That's incredible. And how, este es how, how did Jose know his call to ministry? How did that happen? I was a second generation Christian. My family came to know the Lord in the 1940s. Um, an American missionary woman named Leora Shanks. She came to the farm village where my family lived to bring the, the word. We were a family of farmers. We, we planted rice. And my grandmother came to know the Lord and she brought the rest of us into the fold. Like, like my wife was saying, since, since we were young, we came to know the Lord. Um, and so for me, my mother prayed a specific prayer. My, my mother couldn't have kids. Um, and, and so she came to pray to the Lord. My parents tried for nine years to have children and couldn't. And my mom said, okay, listen, if you give me a child, if you give me a son, I will give him to you all, for all of his life. And, and so this is God answered her prayer. And so I was consecrated to the Lord from the day of my birth. And, and from the time I was a very little boy, my parents took me to church. But my real first experience was when I was 11 years old. I went to a camp and gave my heart to the Lord. I, I, I said, you know, nobody uh, just becomes a, a Christian. 
tener esa relación uh -huh. personal con Jesús. We have to teach our children that even if they're born into a Christian family, they have to come to know the Lord for themselves. Y después de ese tiempo, pues comenzó un trato fuerte del Espíritu Santo de Dios con mi vida. And so the Holy Spirit started to do very strong work in my life after Había 11. Había un llamado especial a esto, a predicar a las almas. And I started to get this calling to preach. Y con 17 años, el Señor me hizo un llamado muy especial, muy and he gave me when I was 16 years old a very, very, or 17, 17 years old, a very specific calling. He was, he was talking to me about taking the word to the neighborhood where I live. I remember one night we were in a youth prayer vigil. And somebody came to me and started to bring me a prophetic word from the Lord. And, and, and they said to me, the Lord is calling you to bring the word of God to this place where we're living. We're talking about the early 90s here. And since the 1950s, the word had not been preached in this town. And I spent an entire year resisting this call to the place where I finally had to give it up. <laughs> we lived in an apartment on the fourth floor of an apartment building. And so right there with little time, God started bringing a whole lot of people in a very short period of time. We had like 70 people that were everywhere. They were on the balcony, they were in the living room, the kitchen, in the bathroom. They were everywhere. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Y así, como mi esposa decía, desde muy temprano comenzamos a sembrar la semilla and de so, la palabra de Dios. It's like that. So from the from very early on God started to plant his seed in us and work. Talk about um, by the way, I'm blown away by this. I don't know about you guys, but uh, talk a little bit about about the uh, the ministry where it is today and uh, the opportunities and the challenges. Sí. Hablan ustedes un rato del ministerio hoy como estamos en este momento y los retos para el ministerio en este tiempo. En este tiempo estamos trabajando y ministrando en, en Jovellano. Right now we are working and ministering in our hometown of Jovellanos. El próximo 11 de enero cumplimos ocho años nuestra iglesia. On, on January 11, 2019, our church will complete its eighth year. Desde el año 91 habíamos comenzado a plantar varias iglesias en diferentes lugares. From 1991 forward, Yami and I have been called to plant churches in different places. Pero hace ocho años el Señor nos hizo un llamado especial a este lugar de Jovellanos. But God gave us a very special calling eight years ago to this place in Jovellanos. There's a very strong presence of the uh, voodoo-based uh, religion, Santeria, which is mixed with black magic and witchcraft and things like that. Very strong presence of this spiritual darkness in our hometown. In, in colonial times, Spain brought many, many slaves to our country. And in our city, Jovellano, it's one of the places where most of the slave camps were gathered. 
And therefore, this Santerian religion that was brought in a different form from Africa is, is strongest in our region. And so the neighborhood where we have located we have, where we have planted our church is the neighborhood where most of the priests of Santeria live. No one had ever been able to put a successful church in this neighborhood before. It was also considered a, a, a violent neighborhood. It was a place you didn't want to go. And so the Lord said to us, you know what, it's time for my light to shine over there. And so we started a missionary work to that neighborhood. So why do I say missionary? Uh, oftentimes the church shows up in a given place like a conquistador. And oftentimes we want to demonstrate and impose our faith on the neighborhood. But you can't impose faith on people. You have to show faith and people have to receive it. I want you to go over to that neighborhood, said the Lord, and show them my love, right? Become part of the people there and then offer them. And I want to tell you that thanks to the Lord today, we have a precious church. We have a church that's very, very strong in the power of the Holy Spirit. More than 80% of the members of our church were rescued and pulled out of the Santerian religion. And by what God has done with us in that neighborhood, we've been able to show to the people of the whole city the power that God has to change lives. For many, many years, our nation has been submerged in sadness and difficulty and need. Pero en Cristo Jesús, but in the Lord we are complete we're not finished yet but we're complete and the joy of the Lord has been much much stronger than any need whatever need and the peace of the Lord in our hearts it has been more real than any sort of problem that could be raised up we have learned to look upward to heaven and trust only in the Lord if we're sick God heals and he can do it nothing is impossible for the Lord there was a moment in which I was told by my doctors that I needed a heart transplant and that I was condemned to die because for humanity there was no solution for my problem but, but Jesus no has de morir. said, listen, my, I, you're not going to die. Has de vivir. You're going to live. Y has de vivir. 
para testificar las cosas grandes que yo puedo hacer. And you're going to live to testify to the great things that I can do. Conocemos a un Dios que nada lo detiene. We know a Lord that no one else has. Un Dios que todo lo puede. We know a God that can do everything. Un Dios que hace milagros todos los días. We know a God who does miracles every single day. Un Dios que para él We know a God. We know a God for whom nothing is impossible. In Cuba, the church is joyous. We're not a we're not a poor church. In spite of all of the difficulties, we are rich in the Holy Spirit. We have so much abundance in the Lord. We don't even have words to thank Him. Because God has done great things for us. There is nothing greater than the Lord than to feel His Holy Spirit at work. To live your life at the feet of Christ. And this is your Christ. This is your God. Today He can heal you. Today He can free you. Today He can lift you up. He wants to bring His blessing to your life, to your marriage, to your family. And, and it's just necessary to believe and to pray. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's this amazing church. The Lord's doing great things. Uh -huh. you, you see why I, I opened with being faithful in small things? Entiendo por qué yo comencé when, con las cosas pequeñas. When you're faithful in small things, Cuando God does great things. Fiel en las cosas pequeñas. When you're faithful in small, and so like for some of us, I know we're like in the middle of this shadow series and this doesn't really sound like it, but I'm showing you pragmatically how shadows are destroyed. Faithfulness in small things brings the great things of God into your life. It's just true. I mean, they didn't know all that God was going to do in their life. They only had a call and then they began to walk in obedience. And when they walked in obedience, God began to open doors. And for the next few minutes, what we're going to do, I'm going to show you some of the breadth of the ministry. And then as a church, we're going to have an opportunity to step forward and help them. Last Christmas, we helped them. We're going to help them again this Christmas. But you're going to leave today with an opportunity to help as soon as you hear some of the stories of some of the partners they have in ministry. So let's, let's talk about some of the pastors that they've come alongside, equipped, and are helping do ministry throughout Cuba. So our church hasn't just grown in the city of Hoiana right now. In addition to our church inside the cities, we have 10 places where, where we bring people together. They're prayer houses. They're prayer houses where people who have never heard the word can come and hear the word and, and have people pray for them. The idea is to connect these small groups of new believers to the mother church. But God's also been talking to us and saying, get out of here and extend the mission. 
And so outside of the city of Hoiano right now, we have 12 mission sites. And so the idea is for us to go out and establish churches like our own in those places. There are some that are in, in cities in our province. But most of them are out in farmlands in poor areas. So why would we go out to these farmlands? He said sometimes we've, we've seen from the Lord how a lot of the bigger denominations and those people only want to go to the well-populated areas where it seems easier to bring a church together. He said, but God's given us a very specific word. He said, I've got my bow and arrow aimed at these very specific places out mm. in the fields where others don't go. And I want to tell you, God's doing tremendous things in these places. New congregations are being raised up, and many, many people are accepting the Lord. And we thank God for that. Y los pastores, ¿cómo, cómo mantenemos uh, un equipo de pastores? It's difficult to maintain a team of pastors to do this work. One of the things that we've, uh, that we've, that's confronted us in Cuba as a church, how do we raise up and send out pastors? And the economic system does not help us to sustain ministry very well. And so we, but in our church, we haven't just sat back and crossed our arms and waited. And so from our own offering, we do our best to take a little bit and, and use it to send out pastors. It's like, and we, oftentimes we hear people ask the question, how, how would we be able to do the mission of the Lord? The Lord gave me this word right before we came and said, tell this to the people in the U.S., I want to tell you something. We don't have to just wait around for a time to come for us to do something. We are walking already. We are, we are going to these places. We are being in these places. We are doing our time and our work. God said, say to the people in the U.S., you do the mission work of God with the knees that pray. You know, it's, it's, it's necessary to pray. you got to pray for the people who are going out to those places. Yeah, you know, we're not supposed to get stationary and, and 
and, and stinky in, in one place, we're supposed to extend. El Señor nos decía, las rodillas son necesarias. So we need the knees that pray. Pero me decía, necesitamos también las manos de los que dan. And we need the hands that give. Aquellos que proveen para que otros puedan ir. We need the people who provide so that others can go. Y el Señor nos decía también, es necesario también los pies de aquellos que van a ir. And we need the feet that will go out and do. O sea, si juntamos estas cosas, estas tres cosas, so la rodilla, can, so if we can think of those three things, pies, the knees, the hands, the feet, pues vamos a hacer un gran equipo. then we're going to be a great team together. Y ese <laughs> es nuestro sentir en esta mañana. And this is what we're feeling this morning. Esta es nuestra visión en esta mañana. This is the vision that we have to, for this morning. Decirles que en la India están trabajando. We know that you guys are working in India. Ustedes aquí en los Estados Unidos están trabajando. And you guys right here in the United States are working in India. En we are working in Cuba and together we can be a great team and we, we help each other to sustain one another and, and if we do that we'll be able to see the kingdom of God extended in the world you can be a worker in the work of the Lord and his kingdom <laughs> That's so good. So um, last Christmas, uh -huh. we gave uh, an initial infusion. And, uh, asked, we're going to ask the Lord, you know, God, show us what the future is for this. Tell us a little bit about what happened with that money. We gave just a brief hint, but just tell, tell folks a little bit about what God did with that. Ah, I can do this. Me voy a explicar de su ofrenda en la Navidad pasado. I'll start. Uh, first of all, your offering oh, is beautiful, and we thank you for it. Um, and uh, the first thing we used it for was the purchase of piano um, so that they could make beautiful music like you've got here. Um, so we bought a piano that went there. Um, we put several thousand dollars of that money into construction that's going on um, in at least four of our sites right now. There's construction going on. Construction will always be going on because of the way we have to build. You have to find a property, buy it, and then build a space, right? Um, or renovate a space. So that's always going on. Your dollars went into specific construction projects at the home church, La Senda Antigua, and in a mission quarters we are building. Um, then we were able to take a large portion of that money, and they're going to explain what we did with it this summer. La Misión Misericordia este, este verano. ¿Qué hacemos con su ofrenda? Este verano pudimos tener un viaje misionero a la provincia de Oriente. Because of your offering, we were able to take a mission trip of our own, a mercy mission, out to the poorest part of the island, the East End. Esta es una de las regiones más necesitadas de la nación. It's one of the areas that has the most need in all of the island. Este año tuvimos el sentir de ir a ayudar y sostener a varias familias de pastores allá en esta región. We went out. God gave us the sense that we would go out with a project to help pastoral families out at that end of the island. And, and so we were able to take up a large offering from many churches in the U.S. and from our own church, including 4C. And, and we were able to take some basic things to them, very important things for their families. 
muchas de estas personas no tienen artículos para su cocina, sino que cocinan con, con madera. A couple of years ago, when we first went out there, we, we saw that most of the families didn't have basic home appliances. Instead, they were cooking over wood fires. Se pudieron ayudar a 118 familias pastorales. And so we were able this summer, with your help, to help 118 pastoral families. Esto trajo un impacto tremendo en cada familia. We were able to give them what you would call an Instapot, which isn't trendy in Cuba, but it has been the thing for decades, right? And, and a, a traditional pressure cooker, right? This is an incredible impact for these homes. Not just materially, but spiritually as well. It's a, it's, a, it's a region that's very difficult to get to. It's mountainous and it's separated from the rest of the country. And this was a way that God was able to say to those pastors who serve in these very difficult conditions, you're not alone. You haven't been forgotten. Yeah, that's a big so deal. So we thank you. Yeah, that's a, yeah, we can give it up for that. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, this Christmas uh, offering, which will begin for us pretty soon, um, we're going to again partner with our partners now in Cuba. We'll also be doing our work in India and our local work as well. But the opportunity today is to get a head start. Now, this is not for everybody. In fact, I've only got five of these. Um, only five of these right now. But we've asked Pastor Jose and Yami to identify some of their pastors, families that we could help mechanically every month, financially. So what happens is, is if these pastors, by the way, they don't get paid. This is not their job. And so they have to work 24-7. Um, they have to work around the clock to, to just take care of their family. We're offering, if you'll help us, the opportunity for them to receive some money once a month from us that allows them to dedicate hours of their week to ministry. So they don't have to earn a living for their family. And we're talking 60 bucks to take care of a family a month. And so we want to do five of those. That's how we want to begin. They've got dozens that are possible, but they've identified five that are urgent with the highest potential, they believe, to do incredible work. And so what we're going to do is give you an opportunity. How that's going to work mechanically is this. On your Connect card, Next Step E, if you're a guest, that's the card you filled out to begin with. You just put a checkbox on Next Step E. I'm going to go over that again in a few minutes. Next Step E says, send me the information about sponsoring a pastor's family in Cuba. It's 60 bucks a month to do it. What we need is a year commitment at a time. So if you can't do a year, this isn't for you. It's not for everybody. But we didn't want to miss the opportunity to go ahead and start helping. Now, in our church, when you sponsor a kid or you sponsor a pastor's family, you either have to write a check for the year or you have to automate your giving every month. Again, this can't be something you just feel in a moment. It has to be a commitment. Because once we say to these families, we're going to take care of you, we're not willing to cut them off. Just like we never say to an orphan, we'll take care of you, but we're going to cut you off because somebody got mad and left, somebody couldn't manage their money. So we need to have a reasonable sense that that money's actually coming in. So if you want to do that, next step, next step E is your step. That's the first way you have an opportunity to respond. But there's another way I want to give you an opportunity to respond. When Will goes into worship in just a few minutes and we celebrate together the goodness of God, I've asked Pastor Jose and Yami to stand down here by the stage and offer prayer for people, and specifically one of two categories, just one of two categories. If you believe God has put a burden on you for mission work, 
so that you can be one of those sending people. You can help make missionary work happen. And you'd like to receive prayer for whatever's going on in your life. We'd love for you to come up and receive prayer during the song. And um, that requires a certain amount of boldness. You can also write your prayer request on your Connect card and we'll pray for you. But I thought that if you're one of those people who feel uniquely impressed by God to help do mission work, that it might be meaningful for you to have these missionaries pray for you. So that's category one. Number two is, I just had a hunch that maybe there's one or two people in our room who feel like maybe you have a missionary call on your life. And if you feel like you have a missionary call on your life, I don't want you to miss the opportunity to receive clarifying prayer. So you're not saying you're going to be a missionary, but you're wrestling with it. This is not the first time you felt it. But it's been stirred up and the fire's been stoked today. When God's church is healthy, people get called to ministry. That's what happens. Leaders step up. And a sign of a healthy church is leaders step up and they pick up the mantle of ministry. Now, selfish Christians can't do that. Selfish churches can't do it. But healthy churches do it. So I want to give you a chance when we sing again in a few minutes to go ahead and... Um, Come forward for prayer and just ask God to give you clarity of your steps if that's your thing. So you're a sender of missionaries or perhaps you're wrestling with mission work and you're wondering if God has his hand upon your life to do that. And we want to cover that in prayer. This is the work of the Holy Spirit. It's a special thing that God does for a handful of people. And so um, normally we try to hit everybody in a service, but today we're focusing on the mission work. And so how does this relate to our shadows? I mean, let me tell you one of the best ways that God breaks the shadow of mammon and greed and fear is he gets people excited about ministry. Now, we're going to talk more mechanically in two weeks about it, but he gets people excited about ministry, and they use their life to give to the kingdom. They are faithful in small things, and God does great things with it. And I'm telling you, trust me, listen to me, listen to me. I'm telling you that the stranglehold on a lot of your spiritual life is, is you have not yet stepped into ministry with your life. When you do that, God's going to open a door for you you've never known before. It's going to bring blessing into your life. It's going to bring favor on your life. It's going to bring challenges on your life, but the power of God will work in your life in ways you've never seen before. And what the enemy wants, he wants to keep you struggling with your day-to-day lives. You can never even think about the kingdom of God. And we're standing against that as a congregation today. That's what we're doing. And I'll explain more mechanically in a couple weeks about what happens with this whole money dynamic. But the first thing I want you to understand is that if you're faithful in small things, God will give you great things and make great things of your life. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going I'm to model what I want you to do. So the practice in my life has been whenever I've been around great men and women of God, I just ask him to pray for me. I think it's the only way I've made it as long as I've made it. So, if it would be okay. I got, I got one more thing I got to say to that. Many times we think. We think we see the blessing of the Lord in our lives when everything's good, when everything's comfortable, when everything's right in hand. We think then God's blessing our house and God's blessing our family. But there are other ways we can see the hand, that powerful hand of God at work. And when you get up and you start to take a step forward, 
out of the boat. Sometimes God works in simple things, sometimes God works in great things. But I think it's time for you guys here in this nation to, to sometimes to just start to get out of the boat a little bit. Right? Get out of your comfort zone and step out where, like Peter did, where it's uncomfortable. Because you, you want to see. If you want to see God's hand move and everything, you've got to get out and step out in faith. You can't step out in faith when everything's ready in front of you. It's when it, you step out in faith when you can't see what's going on. You want to see the, the strong hand of the Lord work? You got to step out in faith. Hmm. So here's what we're going to do. Let's okay. go ahead and call your team up. You guys get ready. Why don't you guys grab out your connect cards? Okay. Let's Entonces, take a couple steps. Ha hang out okay, right here. Hang out right here. Ustedes, if you're our guest, uh, the reason everybody else around you is moving is they know that at the end of our service, we take steps. We don't just hear a th message and get stirred. We actually try to put it into action. We believe that you hear the word and then you do the word. So that's what we're doing right now. And I think it'd really honor the Lord if uh, we gave everybody in the room an opportunity to make sure your heart was right with God right now. And so if it's not, next step A on your connect card says this. It says, I am making Jesus my Savior and Lord today. The Bible says if you put your faith and trust in Jesus, not the work you did, but in the work he did on the cross and in his resurrection, you can have eternal life. We'd ask you to, in just a moment, pray with me, but check that box with the pen. And we'll follow up with you about what it is to follow Jesus. But in a minute, we're going to pray and give you a chance to do business with God. And make sure your heart with God is right. If you came in here today without a relationship with the Lord, you can leave with one. The next step B is today I'm choosing to be baptized. If you want to be baptized in our church... We'll celebrate with you the great work that God has done. You just check the box and we'll follow up with you uh, through the week. Next step C is a prayer. I'd love for everybody in this church to pray. It'll get you ready for the part two of the conversation we're going to have about mammon, kind of the God of money and stuff. Here's what it says. I'm going to pray this prayer each morning. Father, help me to be faithful in the little things so that you will be able to do great things through my life. Help me to be faithful in the little things so you can do great things through my life. Next step, D says, I'll pray that God will raise up faithful leaders to join Jose and Yami in their work in Cuba. If you check this, we'll send you some ways you can pray for them and some names and some stuff. All you got to do is check the box, make sure we can read your email, and we'll send that to you in your email this week. And the next step, E, like I told you earlier, says, please send me the information on sponsoring a Cuba pastor. Send me the information on sponsoring your Cuba pastor. Now, in our church, the way we receive these Connect cards is, if you're our guest, you just put them in the offering bucket when it comes around. So if you call this church home, this is your opportunity to support the ministry here. We're going to support them through the Christmas offering. And if you want to go ahead and write a check to Four Corners and put Cuba on it, we'll dedicate it towards that Christmas offering and go ahead and get started on that, even though we're not ready to unveil everything yet. But if you're feeling stirred, you can help with that. If you think you might want to support one of those pastors, make sure next step E is checked. But if you call this church home, I want you to understand how the power of faithfulness in small things has made a difference here and now. In our own church here and now, we've seen God do amazing things when people have, as Jose said, gotten on their knees and prayed to the Lord, opened their hands to give and caused their feet to walk in the direction God's calling them to do. 
And so for almost 15 years, we've seen the faithfulness of God here. And one of the most exciting things for me as a pastor is to serve a group of generous people like you so that our reach reaches all the way to India, Cuba, and literally down the street as well. You're a good church. God's not done with us. And I want you to be a part of it. Let's pray about our next steps and our offering. And then I'm going to ask Pastor Jose and Yami to pray for me. Jill, would you join me, please? I'm just going to tell you, if I've learned anything in ministry, I've learned I can't do it without God. I cannot do it without God. So when they get done praying for me, we'll have them stand right down here. And um, if you would like to receive prayer, you can do that while we're praying. Pray with me. Father, thank you. I lift up right now, Jesus, those men and women who are declaring, save me, Father. Wash away my sins. I trust the work of your cross and your resurrection. Lord, I lift up the work in Cuba. I pray that your spirit would do its profound work in that place. God, I'm grateful that we can open up our hands and we can be a part of what you're doing. God, I pray that you would make us even more ascending church. That you would break darkness off of people's lives as they get the light of the ministry call upon them. As they see clearly the power of God at work in the world, it opens their hearts for the power of God to work in their own lives. Lord Jesus, do your powerful work in this place. Amen. You're welcome to give in the offering. Jill and I are going to turn around and let them pray for us, and then we're going to sing.